welcome to episode 21 of the Radio's MVP Sports Podcast. I'm everybody. I'm Tim Continental, along with Anthony Kentley. As we, as promised, I have revived Anthony from his baseball overdose and overhang and hangover and whatever else you want to say. He is alive and well. Alive and well, as unfortunately our baseball season came to an end. We're going to get into that. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about that, and uh, we'll get more into that as time goes by, Anth. But it was a tough week. Yeah, uh, to it be was, up two zero, uh, you were you were summing you were you were kind of ability after the first game, and unfortunately, uh, your premonition came true. Yeah, um, when I looked at the pitching matchups and just everything outlined, I got I didn't get a I didn't have a great feeling. You know, we had come in the the postseason hot. Um, and like you know, baseball is a very fickle game. I told my mom that today watching the Yankees game. I said, baseball is so fickle. You know, last week, it's, or about a week and a half ago at this time, Yankee fans wanted Joe Girardi just fired and never brought back in the Yankee stadium. He was banished from good from New York, and now he's on the verge of taking – a team from a 2-0 deficit in each series to the World Series. It's incredible how how quickly baseball can change. Um, you know, I'm alive, and after 26 <laughs> years of this, and you've seen it a lot more than me, uh, there's always next year, even though I hate that blessed saying, but there's always next year, and, you know, we'll see what we do in free agency. It's not really a time to talk about free agency right now. It's, you know... It's- Plenty of yeah, talk this year. We have winter. a Plenty long winter, folks. We have a me, very, very long winter. Um, let me say this real quick about the season. Um, I will. My 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 thought is, you know, they got cold at the wrong time. But the baseball season is played every day, and the Indians yep. weren't playing every day, and I think that hurt them coming into the series. You called it. Now, and that's always a concern. I mean, it faces every team. It's not just happened to the Indians. It happens to the Astros. It happened to the, you know, the only two teams that didn't have to do is the two wild card teams and in, in the yeah. Diamondbacks and the Yankees. And, you know, the Yankees were able to make their comeback and the Diamondbacks won their series. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And or actually the Diamondbacks won their, their wild card, but they yeah. lost their series to the, to the Dodgers. Uh, but my point is, you know, baseball's best when it's played every day. I think that yep. layoff did not help the Indians. The Indians got unfortunate injuries at the last minute, a couple of weeks of the season. But yeah. every team goes through that. That's not an excuse. It's just a reality. We just went cold and I'm didn't just, have the roster flexibility as last year. It's just, you know, we had a lot of guys in different positions yeah. and guys. Well, I will say this. Uh, game three, the one nothing game was just – that's just – the breaks of baseball. Yeah, there's nothing Sometimes you can do you give about up that. one pitch and it changes the game. Made one more play no. than you. Both teams had five hits. I mean, obviously the Indians had opportunities and the Yankees made plays. I mean, yep. Kipnis was on third and they couldn't bring him home. Uh, Frankie hits a home run and and Judge goes over the wall to catch it. You know, Ramirez had a drive feet, the wall in the first inning. High. You know. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, I mean, that is what it is. I mean, game of inches, game of, you know, opportunities and missed opportunities i think if I, the only thing i 
like I said, I, I, I have complete trust in, in Terry Frank. I always have, always will. I'm not here to question his, his decision-making. I will say this. I don't think Kluber was 100%. No. I don't think he was 80%. Nope. I don't think and he was even that near showed. It, it is what it is. You know, you yep. go with your horse, you, you live and you die with your horses, and I, and I, can, and I can accept that. Uh, the only thing I was somewhat surprised on in the whole series is going back to the Bauer on game four on short mm-hmm. rest. I thought for anything, you know, and, and we talked about it after game two. I says, well, I think this uh, writing's on the wall. It would be Salazar's yes, in game four. Yep. And it wasn't. And I, you know, I thought for sure that's how they would handle it. Start Salazar and go to Bauer in relief. And yep. it was just the opposite of what they chose to do. So, hey, you know, we it is what it was, and I'm not gonna, you know, cry. Uh, the Yankees are basically six and zero at home, and when they're this good at home, they usually win the whole thing. So we'll yep. see what happens. And it's you know what, it can't, one thing good for baseball. Yeah, and, and I, I seriously, I'll say this again. Uh, anytime the Yankees are involved, yep. it's a good thing for baseball and the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Uh, yeah. We get that. If we get the Dodgers Yankees World Series, and I'm not saying Houston cannot win two games at home. They can. They can. Mm-hmm. They can. They definitely can. And uh, it, it very well may happen. And Verlander going game six, I, and I, McCullers is a dominant a pitcher at home in game seven. So, but yeah, anything yep. can happen. You know, as we know, but. My point is, I think on a baseball level, as as exciting as the Indians and the Cubs were, because we had two teams on the longest, uh, you know, uh, out last year to have the Yankees, Dodgers is not bad for baseball. Baseball's had a pretty baseball. good couple two postseasons, haven't they? Yeah, they they really have, and uh, you know, and I think even if it's the Astros, just talking about the fifth largest market in ba- yep. in, in America, so Dodgers is not a bad thing either. Uh, obviously, I don't think the Cubs are coming back. And, no, I think uh, they're nails in the coffin tonight. Yeah, and you know what? The Cubs are kind of like the Indians. They were good this year. They had great runs at different times. Yep. I think the Indians were the best team in baseball for, for the last eight weeks of the season, unfortunately. When it counted. Uh, you know, things you, – you know, baseball postseason is about avoiding losing streaks. And the Indians just unfortunately – it came, you know, and you gotta yep. get, I, like I said, I give credit to the Yankees. I don't give a lot of credit to them, but I give them just enough because they that won the ball games. Games are gonna lose you anybody uh, in baseball. You're not gonna I was beat just the, gonna say, the A's or the Tigers Indians beat or White themselves. Dogs. Indians, yep. the Indians beat themselves. I said that uh, fire. I'll say it on air. You can't commit the errors the Indians made in Game Four and Five and expect to win many games. As a matter of fact, they started committing errors in Game Two with the big yep. comeback and. Each game after that, they had errors. It's just you can't win in the postseason giving extra outs away. And it came back to haunt them. And, uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. Gardner had a great at-bat and stuff like that. But, you know, you said, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to oh, – You labor the but, point. Uh, but the bottom line is they beat us, and I moved on. Uh, is basketball I season – I haven't yet. I'll let you know well, when it happens. But let me say I, this. I've moved on in the sense of this. I'm not watching the baseball postseason right now. Nope. I'm disappointed. I I, I love baseball tonight, uh, the podcast. I have not listened to it since the Indians lost. Uh, I I probably will tune in maybe next week because uh, it is a fun time of the year to listen to it on a daily basis. And Buster Oli does such a great job with that. 
you know, he sells the game of baseball terrifically and he has great guests on and they really cover the postseason like no other outlet there is in baseball. So if you don't listen to the Baseball Tonight podcast, I suggest you, you start doing it right now uh, and listen to it throughout the postseason because they'll are the offseason because they'll do it monthly and they'll update you on free agency and trades and anything else that may be coming along the GM meetings. And it's, it's an interesting uh, podcast. As many people know, I've, uh, as we've done here, I've, I've made the switch to the internet <laughs> radio too much anymore. I, I do listen to the radio. I'm on the radio. I want you to listen to Z104 on football Fridays. Uh, but uh, when it comes to getting my sports information, I do a lot of it right through the internet, as most people already know. And uh, I hope that you uh, subscribe and uh, tell your families and friends about our podcast, because I think the content that we're putting out is pretty darn good. And it's not just uh, Northeast Ohio, but it's national too at times. And we get into different things. And I do want to make a quick uh, segue here as basketball season has arrived. And uh, the the Cavaliers, uh, the new look Cavaliers are on their way. Uh, one down, eighty one more games to go. Uh, wake me up in, in in April, but you know, in the same vein, in the same vein, I'm going to be watching. And uh, you know, it, it's just going to be interesting. I, I'm really excited about you know seeing the look at it this way. The Cavaliers right now have Dwayne Wade. I know he's 35. We have Dwayne Wade. You have LeBron James, and you. You have Derek Rose I mean, in your starting lineup. How ridiculous does that sound to anybody? I mean, if you're just a basketball fan, you're talking about two number one overall picks in Rose and LeBron. You're talking about, the, what, number four or five pick in his draft. Three in, or four, uh, in, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, maybe it was three or four. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insanity. Yes, uh, you know, Kyrie's gone, and Kyrie, you, everybody knows what type of fan I was of his as a player. And uh, I think he's a pretty interesting person, too. I've, I've heard yeah. him uh, speak and all that over the years. And I wish him well. Up here, and what he's happened to a championship? Yeah, what what happened to Gordon yesterday? Haywood is just heartbreaking. Oh, my God. I don't it's know if you've seen guy. the video it's or watched guy. the game. I watched. Oh, to see his when angle you, snap like that, it was just. When I watched that live, I just and said, I give oh, the fans no, and, oh, I give no. the fans of the queue a lot of credit. They handled it oh, perfectly, yeah. and uh, I thought the Cavaliers, the players handled it well in the, in the Celtics players. It's a player that good, suffered that type of an injury on the first game of the season, and oh, it's, it's just heartbreaking uh, it was, uh, in the long run. And uh, I think uh, if you watch the game on TNT when Charles Barkley said uh, the Celtics are now just a regular team in the NBA, he's not kidding. Yeah, they made the comeback against the Cavs when they had their, their second and third team in the game when they had the 18-point lead. But it's going to be difficult for them to yeah, win 50 it, games now. It's just going to be really, really difficult. Big-time trade uh, later on in the year, it's going to be really tough. Uh, but I say, you know, I will say this. Um, with Gordon Hayward, they probably weren't going to beat the Cavs anyways in the playoffs. No, you never know. I mean, you never know. Baseball is – not bell I still have baseball in mind. Basketball, I, you know, you never know what can happen. A guy can go down, two guys can go down, and you have a whole different roster makeup like the Cavs did a couple years ago. Um, you, you know, the only silver lining for Boston 
is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get to be focal points. And when Hayward comes back, whenever he does, if he does next year, uh, you should have a pretty, a pretty good team there. Um, I said a couple weeks ago, or now almost a couple months ago, when they made this trade, Cavs fans are going to love Jay Crowder and love Jeff Green. And the, and the two or three minute spurt that Jeff Green had late third quarter, fourth quarter with a block, a rebound, and then a up and under contact layup. I mean, and then cry with two big threes after the injury happened. If you're the Cavs in that point, you want to put them away. You want to step on their throat and distance yourselves a little bit. And Crowder did that with two big time threes. Um, listen, it, it's going to be fragmented basketball for a couple months here. These guys have never played together. LeBron and Wade have played together, but in this system with with different guys and roles and all that, it's going to take them a couple months. And LeBron didn't practice at all the whole preseason. I know he's the greatest player in the world right now, but I tell you what. Come January and February, when it really matters, look out. They are deep. They are experienced. And, oh, by the way, when they do get a 25-point-a-game score back, they're going to be humming with NBA champion veterans. I, I mean – Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, IT is going to make a big really difference. It's going to be really fun to watch. It is going to be yeah, really Isaiah fun Thomas, to watch. Isaiah Thomas is going to make a huge difference when he oh, – yeah. When he gets healthy and he's playing and you're going to add the depth to this team. Look, it is a new look for the Cavaliers. They got a yeah. lot of new faces, as you just mentioned. And they got a lot of old faces. And Chris that look good. Look, you know, will this lineup be this lineup in, no. in April? Probably not. Uh, however, that, that unit may see a lot of time on the court together, meaning Love and Crater, or, you know, and – uh, and Wade and LeBron, all the whole thing. So I think you're going to see, you know, that on the court. And, you know, will Thompson uh, get into the starting lineup and Love come off the bench? Who knows? Anything's possible. Anything and all everything's possible. Ty Lue, that, I, Ty Lue has, has 81 games to figure that out. Yep. You know, there's plenty of time. And there's going to be injuries. There always are. Uh, it's a long season. And it started two weeks earlier this year than normal because they're trying to a new uh, scheduling system to try to have less back-to-backs. So that just means uh, you know an extra day's rest uh, or two on the road instead of playing three and three games in five days. They'll probably just play two games in five games or or, or three games in seven days. That type of thing. Uh, I'm sure there's still back-to-backs. I haven't looked at the entire schedule. Yeah, there's a I, couple, but not many. There's going to be a few, but it's going to be a lot less. So I think. On a physical uh, toll ways, it's going to help. But we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting year being a Cavaliers fan and watching them grow as the unit and uh, continue to become uh, the perennial favorite here in the East again. And you know we're looking at unprecedented times in the NBA because yep. let's face it, everyone's seeing the same thing. In last June it is going to be. Golden State and Cleveland once again in the finals. Uh, I yes, OKC's improved, Houston's improved, and they may they may get a in the knockout punch in a seven game series with uh, Golden State. They may not. You know, uh, you're still talking about the defending champions two out of three years. So 
yeah, until they're knocked off. They, uh... Until they're knocked off, they're the champs, and they got to be the favorites, and they deserve to be uh, the favorites because of what they have achieved during their uh, their run. It'll be interesting to see how they manage if they're without uh, uh, Draymond Green for a little bit. I know Cleveland fans will send all their Christmas cards his way when it comes that time because they just love him here. Um, no, but they're a different team without Draymond Green. He's their energizer guy. He's their gritty defensive guy. Um, not saying they're going to not score a lot of points and win a lot of games without him, if they are without him. But they'll look a little different without him. It, it's like I told a Cavs fan last night who texted me when Boston was coming back, and it's like, oh, my God, the Cavs always do this. And I said, listen, it is game one of 82. The Cavaliers are not healthy. Your best player is not healthy, even though he was a rebound away from a triple-double, which is scary. And you don't have a 25-point-a-game guy. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't want to be playing your best basketball now. You shouldn't be playing your best basketball now. And if you are, you got problems when it matters. I said, relax. Aaron Rodgers said it. Relax. Trust the process. Let LeBron get healthy. Let Thomas get healthy and let these guys come together. And then it, if you lose three or four now in April or God might in October and okay, you're below 500 for a couple of games come April. You won't be remembering that when you're whipping teams in the playoffs with this current roster, this roster well, is built for playoff success. It is like the Spurs it is like the Lakers in the nineties. I don't want to say they're going to be as good as them. But if they don't win the one seed in the East, no. who cares? Well, it's just this. The NBA, like you said, it's a long season. It's going it's to take some time. And it is a marathon. It's like baseball. It takes some time. Some the cream always comes to the top. Look, just like last year, year, Boston won the regular season and had the number one seed, and it didn't do them any good in nope. the playoffs. And, you know, and, and the NBA, In the NBA, the home, home court advantage is not as – Meaning maybe in and mm-hmm. in baseball or in football and stuff like that for playoff. However, uh obviously when you can stay home and sleep in your own bed and, and have your own schedule for games, it's easier for uh teams. And let's 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 be honest. It's these are the two teams everyone's gonna pay attention to and see what happens during the year and let's let it play out. And like you said, uh it's kind of like an eighty-two game uh preseason here for the Cavaliers. Uh, the yeah. season doesn't really – well, at least the first 60 games, I'll say that because the, the real season doesn't begin yeah. until, I would say, after the new year, probably February 1st is when you start paying attention. February and March is when basketball, to me, that Christmas day in the NBA. Will get people amped up, and then it's – Well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, like, that's like opening day. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. When you get to Christmas in the NBA, it's like opening day, you know – these now the games actually have some meaning. Your you teams have been playing for a while. They they've, they've gelled. They have an opportunity to do something. Uh, what I would call uh, good and quality. And you you get an idea where teams are going to lie. And you know you get all those teams out west twice. Once at home, once away. It really won't matter if you win both games or lose both games or split them. I don't care if you're talking about. Uh, Golden State or OKC or Houston, uh, all it really matters is you said uh, come out of those games healthy and playing better basketball, and come 
you know, February 1st, be ready to, to, to you know, make that run the last 25 games of the season uh, when it matters and put yourself in position in the playoffs to do well. I mean, three years ago when the Cavs made their first NBA finals, when David Brown was still the, uh, I think they were the sixth, fifth or sixth seed that year. The so, Cavs, I mean, it, yeah. Um, uh, I think they were the fifth or sixth seed and they ended up going to the finals. So my, my point is just that. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a lot. You know, you, you got you to gotta wade through the things. Obviously, uh, the higher seed art is a little more. Uh, Cavs were the away, second seed. That was last year, yeah. I'm talking about. No, uh, I'm talking 2014. In 2014? First year LeBron came back. Uh, hold on. 14, 15, I think that was. Because 15, 16 was the year they won the title, and, and 16, 17 was this past year. So, but 14, 15. It the finals, it would have been. 14, they were 53 and 29 and were the second seed. Uh, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, 13. Maybe they, they were second the seed. I, Okay, 14 and 14, 15 season. I thought they were even lower than that. Maybe they were the second seed. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's not really that important, to be quite honest with you. Nope. Uh, however, uh, it's good to have basketball back. It's it's something to, to occupy our time. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we, we got a lot going on here locally. We got the high school football season going on. We got the NFL going on. I know it was a tough weekend for you, our Monday night, but your Broncos. Uh, Oh, and five new, uh, the Giants, yeah. New York Giants. Yeah. What the hell happened? We, spent. I mean, Christ, are you going to play the Browns that way? <laughs> Just a debacle. It was a crappy, <laughs> it was like the sports god said, you know what, Anthony? You've had a lot of good sports weeks. Now we're here to rain on your parade. I had the Indians get eliminated after choking a 2 nothing series lead. And I stare at my TV for three hours after the game thinking, did that just happen again? I have the Broncos, who, Vance Joseph, you might want to tell me you had a game last Sunday night, didn't show up at all. Uh, and now you're just hoping to salvage 500 with the schedules rest away and the injuries we got. And Trevor Simeon is making me clamor for Brock Osweiler. And <laughs> Actually, I'm clamoring for Brock Osweiler. And once again, another fourth quarter collapse, as if I thought the culture had changed. Um, yeah, North Dakota State just did it again to us. But I don't want to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I understand. This week, I understand. Let me say this. this week is the playoffs. Um, if yeah, we don't I mean, win hey, this look, week. It's going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough road. Yeah, look, with the expanded playoffs – Four loss team can get in. I don't want to be a four loss team getting in. I don't need it. I want them to play better. No home game. Uh, obviously, yeah, and it's gonna be difficult. It'll be absolutely difficult. Listen, I'm not one to uh, those are those are two losses. Those are two. Look, the three losses that they have are two of them are in overtime, and I mean it's it's just, it's, it's you're thirteen points away from being six and zero. They're legitimately could be six and zero instead of where they're at right that means now. That I'm like, you know. Listen, you are what you are. You're, you are what your record says you are. But exactly, and I said, and, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm making excuses because we need to play better. Twelve sacks in two games is not going to get it done. We need to play defensive. We need to rush the quarterback. We need to, we need to play better. But find me one team in this conference in the last two or three years who has had a month stretch that we have gone through. 
when you're playing back to back to back, three top five teams. Oh, by yeah, the way, been challenged. Just that about it. Go to Northern Iowa, where they just whipped up on South Dakota State, and you haven't won there since '99, and then come home for a 22nd ranked team in the country. Uh, it's a tough schedule. I'm going to say this about YSU: win this week, and you're going to make yourselves feel a lot better with your remaining schedule, and you can really get yourself some momentum carrying forward. The voters still think you're a top 10 team at three and three. So listen, you're 13 points away from being six and all and probably being the number one team in the country, but we're not. The past six games are behind us. It doesn't matter what happened to them. We have to find a way for the first time since 2000 to have a back-to-back season or a two-game winning streak in Northern Iowa, period. That's it. That's and remember it. Matt's team. The games are fun. I know of you. Matt told us in our first uh, podcast with him that his team was four and three at one point. And they went down number one in Georgia Southern and they beat up on them. And you know what happened after that. I'm not saying yep. it's going to happen this year, but it only takes one game. And there's no better place to start by going to Northern Iowa and beating the hell out of them bums. A team that I have no love loss for. And we're going to sing the bad boy. All the way home from the freaking dome. That's a practice facility, basically, on concrete. Anyways, what an exciting week of high school football we got. I mean, we got marquee matchups up and down the board, and it starts this Friday night with the Battle of the Blue Devils in McDonald and Western Reserve. That should be an outstanding contest. Tim will be on the call at 6.30, and the game will be 7 with the best radio announcer, in the valley. Well, I appreciate that. I do. I, uh, you know what? I will say this for us, meaning what you bring to the broadcast with helping us with stats, what Matt does with his experience and how much he's grown as a as an analyst this year. Uh, we do a good job covering the We've valley. We've had a lot really of fun. And it is. It's been. A, it's been a blast. I've enjoyed it. Matter of fact, uh, speaking of which, we'll have uh, Steve Ruman coming on. Uh, shortly with Steve talking about the playoff scenarios after eight weeks of uh, high school football going into the final two weeks of the stretch and uh, who's the viable teams in that. And Steve's going to stop over at halftime and be our guest where we're going to talk uh, high school football with Steve and get up with them. And we're going to talk about what's going on in the high school sports, kind of reminiscing to our days back uh, 20 years ago doing that and, uh, and, and so forth. So, one writer in the Valley who knows his high school sports is Steve Ruman. And I don't just say that because he's on the podcast. I say that because it's true. And if you want information, that's the guy to talk to. Yep. And it's simple as that. There is no one better in the Valley, in my opinion. And I've had that opinion for 20 years when it comes to local sports. Uh, Steve does a, a great job and uh, we're, we're thankful for him uh, calling in. We taped a uh, phone interview with him. Uh, he, he and I went through the different uh, things going on in the uh, world of uh, high school football this week. So I'll tell you what, Anthony, let's take a quick break. Yep. Let's play that interview. And then we'll come back and talk about our game with uh, McDonald and West Reserve and what else is going on in the world of sports. So my conversation, I should say, as I like to say, with uh, Steve Ruman from The Vindicator. Joining me on the phone right now is Steve Ruman from The Vindicator, and Steve and I go back, oh, God, 
20 years or enough longer talking sports, uh, covering sports here in the Valley. And Steve, uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk some high school uh, playoff scenarios with us. Back in the boomers days on Friday afternoons, uh, pregame, remember those? Oh, I do. That was a fun time. That was a great time, actually. I miss those days. We had a lot of fun back then. Absolutely. But uh, looking at the Ohio High School Athletic Association's uh, rankings, what's, what's the biggest surprise so far for you this year? What what school stands out as uh, one that's on the verge or has the potential to make the playoffs that you did not expect? Well, there's a couple surprises. I mean, the fact that right now, I mean, I mean I'm looking at the um, 7, 10, 13. I, I got like, you know, 15 teams in our area that's still, you know, very much alive, not, not just uh, hanging on by a thread. So I, I think overall, just with those numbers, I mean, I, I joked at the beginning of the season that, you know, we were going to have um, 44 teams in the area go 5-5 five and five this year because I didn't think there was one big standout this year. Um, so, so the fact that we have this many teams vying for the playoffs with only two weeks to go, I think, is a nice surprise. I mean, you know, Boardman, Boardman's right there. Um, the fact that they're, you know, they, they got a very legitimate shot with two weeks to go. That's, you know, that's a bit of a surprise to me. Um, Canfield, not not that they're going to qualify because they've already clinched the spot, but the fact that, you know, I, I mean, they've played one of the toughest Division three schedules in the state, and they have just rolled from, from start to finish right now. Uh, so, so for them to be 8-0 and for them to have won the way they have, um, that's a little bit of a surprise, and the same thing with South Range. I mean, I, I didn't expect, I would not have expected South Range to be eight and zero and to be cruising the way they are right now. Yeah, I tell you what, they may be my biggest surprise in South Range. Not, I thought they would be, just because of the schedule, I thought for sure that they would, they would have a couple stumbling blocks along the way, but they would be a quality team, not a, not this 8-0 uh, team through the first eight weeks. I mean, Absolutely. that level maybe has to do with the new stadium being built and the excitement <laughs> around there. I mean, that does, I think, have so much It could be. I mean, they came out right from the start, you know, with, with that, that opening night when they opened the stadium in week two, and I mean, you know that was supposed to be a close game, and they just they just rolled, and they've been rolling ever since. And I mean, you you know, if you ask me now, which which area team has the most legitimate shot to win a uh, regional title? And you know, I would I would say right now, either South Range or Canfield. Yeah, I like both of them. I think Canfield has an excellent shot. I think what uh, Pavlansky has done building that program the last few years is just showing its strength right now. And you know what? They're a team that, uh, I mean, they have one of the more exciting players in Vinia uh, Fiorenza playing. And uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen him personally because I'm always at another game. But when I see the highlights or when I read about it the next morning, I'm always like, this kick and play. Um, he's he's definitely one of those go-to players. Uh, and and it's got to be frustrating for defenses because you know, you know, he's going to, he's going to take that snap and more often than not, he's going to run, but I mean, it's nothing fancy, but they just can't stop it. Looking at what I call the black and blue region, uh, region 13 and division four, where all our uh, schools uh, kind of line up. Uh, this is going to be interesting here in the next two weeks. Obviously, this is, this is crazy. I mean, you, you're going to have, we're, we're probably going to have, I mean, we we should have four teams. You know, we could have as many as six if if everything went well for Salem. Though, 
even with two wins to close the season, uh, you know, they only got about a 50-50 shot making it. But, um, I mean, right now you got three, four, five, six, and eight with, uh, you know, Lakeview, Poland, George, Struthers, and Mooney. So it's kind of uh, crazy to, to, to see that. It is. I, mean, I was talking to Mark earlier, Mark Means, and I was, we were talking about different teams. I says I think uh, Mooney's the one to watch out for. I mean, they're four and four, and with the with the schedule they play, and you know they have Ursuline this week. I forget who they have week ten, but uh, they're a team that's sitting at number eight, just snapping at the bit, man. I mean, that gotta be, kind of be concerning to. Uh, Steubenville that maybe have to face Mooney in the first round. Well, that's that's one of those teams that, and I guarantee you, every every team in in in, uh, in Division Four will be rooting for because they play. They close the season with Fitch, so so if if they could if they could beat Fitch in Week Ten, I mean I mean that's almost you know almost a lock that they would get in. Um, like you said, they had, they got Ursuline this week, and a win over Ursuline would be. Would be big, but but a win over Fitch, and that's going to put Mooney in there. And and you know, I, I guarantee you, those other those other schools in that region do not want to see that. A team I got to see a couple times this year, who's uh, just continues to play well, is Lakeview. Uh, um, just shocking. I'm not shocking, but another Pavlansky team doing well, and uh, what they have done. I've seen them a couple times this year, and you know, Rogers just leads them terrifically on the field. Yeah, and I, you know, when you said when you asked me earlier about teams that are a little bit of of a surprise, and and I forgot to mention them, and that's definitely again, you know, to be seven and one, I, I guess we should never be surprised at what what Tom Pavlansky does with with you know his talent year in and year out. But but that's another team that just it seemed like they had a lot of question marks going into the year, and and uh, or, I mean right now they're you know they're I I, I wouldn't say they're a a lock to get in, but they're they're virtually in right now. Yeah, I, I it'd be tough to keep them out. I mean, I guess the, you know worst case scenario that they would hit into a slump here and lose in week uh, nine and ten, and see what happens. But I think just because of who they've beaten this year and and what they have left on the season, that they're in an excellent you know position. I mean, that win last week over Poland to me was huge. I know uh, week ten they have Struthers. That's my yeah. Fact. I was the just going to say they yeah they have. Ch- Champion this week, and then they close with Struthers, and that you know that 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 game's going to mean a whole lot. Um, I, I think if nothing else, that that would give Lakeview a home game in Week 11, and um, and and you know Struthers might be fighting for the same thing. Struthers is fourth right now. I, I think with a win over Edgewood, that would pretty much lock them up with a spot. But again, you know, now you're looking at Week 10, and probably the winner of the Struthers Lakeview game will end up with a home game. Yeah, you know, and then of course Poland playing the way they have. We, we you mentioned them earlier. Don't want to forget them there. They uh, they won the first seven games of the season and lost last week in that terrific ball game with the other Bulldogs from Lakeview. And uh, what a what a uh, matchup that was uh, last week, 35-30. What a fun game uh, to uh, to watch. I got to see it a little later in the evening, but what a, what a game. Yeah, that thing went back and forth, back and forth, and every time you thought, okay, well that 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 touchdown decided it, and then you know the next team stepped up, and and then it became okay, who's going to have the ball last? Practically, uh, that 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 definitely was a fun one. And again, again, you know, you had to you had to expect Poland to um to uh, to bounce back. Now they they got they got Hubbard this week, and I, I think that's going to be an interesting one. I, I mean, I, I know you saw Hubbard last week. 
And, um, you know, I, I think Hubbard's playing a little bit better. You know, they're, they're just, you know, they're just hanging around. And even in their losses, they're, they're barely losing some of these games. You look even in the early in the part of the year when they played Lakeview, when they played Howland, um, I mean, they were right in all of those games. And just, just like, you know, when they played Struthers. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, that is a team that just seems to have the ball bounced opposite of what they needed to in ball games. Uh, they've made some plays, and they, they left some plays on the field in, in Hubbard. And, you know, last week was that type of thing with Struthers. I thought they had opportunities throughout the ball game, and sometimes they cashed in, sometimes they did. At the end of the ball game, they were right there. And, uh, you know, Kopnicki makes the uh, – Kopnicki, excuse me, makes the the play to intercept the ball at the one yard line. It was just a you know another phenomenal game, maybe one of the best games of the weekend, and then that's including the uh, the battle of the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Poland, you know, with with Poland playing Hubbard this week, you know, it, it suddenly became becomes a big game for Poland. Um, you know, they're in. I you know I from all indications they they have locked the spot up. But you know, with with losing to Lakeview, and then and then they have Canfield in Week Ten, you certainly don't want to head into the playoffs with a three-game losing streak. So, um, you know, Hubbard Hubbard Poland becomes a pretty big game for Poland this week. And there's no question about it. One more I want to talk to you about, and that is uh, JFK Kennedy is hanging in there at three and five in uh, Division Seven, Region Twenty Five. Uh, I know it's only three wins, but it's who you beat, as you know. And I know their schedule's not terrific the rest of the way. I mean, they got Villa Angeles St. Joe's at three and five, and St. Thomas Aquinas at one and seven in the next two weeks, but. Uh, if they win out, I guess they're going to give themselves an opportunity to, to uh, slide into the playoffs. Well, right, number if, seven if they, right now. if they went out, they should be in. And, and even, you know, I was looking at the probabilities. It looks like if, if they, even if, if they would lose this week and, and win in week 10, you know, there's, there's a little bit more than a 70% chance that they're still going to sneak in. And that's, you know, you talk about another strange region. You got, you got Kennedy who could sneak in, but I mean, you know, they've, they've really struggled down the stretch. They've lost their quarterback for the year. Um, you know, lost four straight. So this, you know, this is definitely a shell of, of what they were a year ago, you know, right now. Um, but 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 they, again, you you know, there there. I guarantee you, there's teams in in uh, Division Seven that that do not want to see Kennedy get in and 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 catch fire. And then, um, you know, and 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 another one that, in that region, uh, Valley Christian. I mean, there's there's another team that you know there is a lot more question marks than than uh, you know. People just didn't know what to expect from them going into the year. They had the coaching change late and all, and. Um, you know they're at four and four, um, and and it looks like you know it looks like even with a four and four record, and regardless of what happens, they're going to get in. Yeah, and you know I think they control their own destiny, is what I've read, and you know so they had that opportunity. I mean, let me take a quick look here. Uh, they got Mogador, which is going to be a tough uh, matchup this yeah, week. Yeah, and then they and they, they got Crest with the finish the season, but right. We'll have to wait and see how everybody else does in, in the region. Too. No, yeah, I, I think I think they're going to make it regardless. So, um, so you know, you're going to have those and another team. You know, we didn't talk about even Gerard. Gerard at eight no, but um, you know, I, I, there's still a lot of people questioning. You know, how good is Gerard because of who they played? You know, they've they've 
they've beaten eight teams who have a combined record of 16 and 48. Right. So, so there's a little bit of question marks there, but uh, I, I'm going to tell you what, regardless of who they played, they couldn't control that. They, they're, a, they're a good team. They're a very solid team. Yeah, I think they are, too. I'm looking forward to Week 10 against Liberty. I have that game on uh, Z104, and I wanted to see uh, how they you know, how they match up against uh, maybe the most exciting player in Drumble County this year in uh, well, Dre Rustin. And 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 there's a team. I mean, you know, we and, and they've just kind of snuck up on people. But but if they could pull out that win, you know, they got Newton Falls this week, Liberty. If, if they could if they could upset Gerard, and I don't think it's out of the realm. I mean, you know, you you you, mess, you mentioned Rustin. He is he is probably the I would say the odds-on favorite at Trumbull County Player of the Year right now. And um, I, I, he is such a threat that, that I'm definitely not counting Liberty out of that. And if, if Liberty could upset Gerard, they're going to find themselves in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. And I tell you what, I, we've got – I've had the opportunity to do two of their games this year, and it's, it's just been phenomenal watching him make plays. He just – every time he has the ball in his hand, you just don't know what to expect because yep. he's, he's a dull threat. I mean, he may not be the cleanest – uh, passer in the game, but he can make the pass. He can find receiver, and you know what he can do running the ball is just—it's just ridiculous. And then add the uh, threat as a, a special team returner. It's—it's it's, it's amazing. He's one, like I said, one of the most exciting players I've seen in a long time. And then I guess the only—the only other uh, playoff teams that we didn't talk about uh, tonight are. Or the the uh, two that will be vying for a playoff spot uh, where you're going to be at Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you talk about, you know, coaches always use that uh, cliche, you know, the playoffs start today, you know, the playoffs start today in week seven or week eight or whatever it might be. Well, you know, the playoffs literally do start for middle, uh, for uh, McDonald and, and Western Reserve Friday because the winner of that's going to get in and, and the loser is, you know, almost likely gonna gonna miss out. Yeah, and West Reserve right now looking strong. I mean, Hank has uh, had his team play. You know, I think maybe one of the more surprised teams this year. I know he's traditionally has brought his teams, you know, along throughout the season very well. But uh, McDonald looking at uh, at number nine in the region, it's a must win for McDonald. I mean, yeah. it's a must win for both. But I guess you could say there's a possibility. For Western Reserve to survive if they don't get the win, but it'll be a, it would they would need a lot of help. Yeah, absolutely. Either one, like like you said, I mean McDonald, obviously. I mean this is you know do or die for them, and and I, I do think Western Reserve's in the in the same situation. But uh, I mean, there's two teams at the start of the season. I, I kind of thought maybe they were both a year away. You look at the rosters, and I mean, especially with McDonald, I'm pretty familiar with them. Right. Um, I mean, that, you you just you got one junior after another on that offensive line in the backfield, um, just just everywhere on that field. A lot of juniors and and, and sophomores, and even the the seniors that are playing. You know, uh, Dan Williams described them to me as as inexperienced seniors. You know, because they hadn't had a lot of varsity playing time until this year. But man, have they? I mean, they have looked. They have looked strong from start to finish. I mean, they're they're a really good team. That's going to be. I tell you what. That's you, you talk about a game that should you would expect to come down to the last, you know, very last minutes. That that one should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. The battle of the, of the uh, Blue Devils. 
We had the Battle of the Bulldogs last week. <laughs> That's right. And the Battle of the Blue Devils this week. And uh, should be, it should be great uh, entertainment for uh, high school football fans. And, hey, Steve, thanks for taking the time and uh, talking about the playoff picture with us. And let me uh, invite you to stop by the booth uh, if you have a chance uh, Friday night. And we'll, we'll be us at halftime if you like. And if I, will, I will definitely do that. I'll be on your side this week. Usually when you're at Niles, you're, you're on the on other the side. side exactly. Yeah. By the time I got there, halftime would be over. I with, found uh, out that they put me on the visitor side a lot. I'm not sure if that's per- I should take that personal or not. <laughs> no, that's the radio's radio's always on that side. Oh, for, uh, and yeah. <laughs> which which I'll tell you what, I, I, early in the year, that's got to be brutal for you guys because you're staring right into that sun for the first hour. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how it, you do I, it. thank goodness I got it in Octo- you know October instead of a an August game over there. That's for sure. Uh, with the sun up higher and yeah. so I got lucky there. It's good to be back in Ohio talking high school football for my <laughs> for myself. I've uh, spent a lot of years over in Western Pennsylvania the last uh, ten years, and uh, I've stuck back here over the last two uh, or three out of the last four years uh, to Salem down there, but they weren't very good. And now I got a Trumbull County game of the week going way back to the days when you and I used first met. Uh, it's it's just fun again for me to. Uh, Talk about some of the local schools and uh, watch the playoffs as we get to week eight. Steve, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on RadioMVP.com. And uh, stop by. Uh, we get a chance on uh, Friday night, and we'll, we'll I, have some fun at halftime. I will do that. That's Steve Rimmer from The Vindicator. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back with Anthony and I here in just a moment. You're listening to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you for uh Hanging in there. That was uh, my conversation with Steve Ruman. As we are going to uh, continue on here with uh, Anthony and I, a lot to get to, Anthony. But uh, we talked about it all there. Yeah, we talked about Cardinal Mooney. We talked about what I call the Black and Blue Region, Region mm-hmm. Thirteen. Oh, and of course, we talked about. Uh, it doesn't get better than that one. We talked about Matt and I went through this. Uh, let's on, talk about that region. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. All right, what we're talking about is Division. Division four, region thirteen for those the region who, uh, of doom, basically. My God. Yeah, it's a reason. I call it the black and blue division because everybody's in this is uh, no names and uh it's where our area lives right now, uh, in high school sports. Uh Steubenville has clinched a playoff game. A home clinched, game. Clinched, clinched a home game. Yeah. Home. And they are the number one seed, and I, they're gonna keep that. Perry comes in at two. They've also clinched a playoff spot. Pole and follow. Next are both seven and one. Lakeview and Poland met last week in a 35-30 win for Might Lakeview. Might be the best Poland, high school game of the year, except for the uh, the Hubbard game last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Hubbard Brothers game. No, no, seriously, it was one of the best it, games. And it, it might have been the best absolutely. game outside of our game against LeBron and JFK. It, I, I mean, really, yeah, no, we've seen some great ones this year, and uh, I agree. I got to watch that one after you know afterwards when I got home, mm-hmm. and it was a phenomenal game between the, the Battle of the Bulldogs. That brings, you know, we'll get into the Battle of the Blue Devils here in a little yeah. bit, but back to Region 13. As we said, Lakeview's at three, Poland's at four, Gerard's at five, at eight and oh, Struthers at six, Canton South comes at a seven, and Cardinal Mooney Cardinals at four and four come at number eight. Hey, congrats, Cuban And Bill. that got to be, yeah. How about that for a first-round matchup? Oh, and my starting to roll goodness. right now. Mooney start well. You I'll know you Mooney's what. already down twenty-one nothing before the game even kicks off in the playoffs. Here's the thing: Mooney has two games left, 
and they're they're they are phenomenal games to win. Yep. Point wise, they'll move completely up. They'll move up in standings. I, obviously, they have the Holy War this week with Ursland, which is huge. Uh, not just because uh, it's Ursland Mooney Week, as has you know, their season has been disappointing as they played one of the toughest schedules. Yep. But that their two wins will matter in the uh, if Mooney can get the win and for division for uh, level two points, and then they have Austin Town Fitch in Week Ten. And Could that you is imagine be huge. A Poland Mooney first round matchup. Oh, uh, it can happen. Or, a or even a Poland Lakeview. Or a Mooney Lakeview. Oh my! Again, part yeah. two. Send us there. I mean, it can happen. You have there. If powers, if powers to be are listening, that is definitely a distinct have, possibility that I mean, this may be the reason we will be covering in the playoffs right now, on Z one hundred four. If the playoffs started today. How about a Poland Gerard first round matchup with those two quarterbacks in Costco and Wade? Oh my goodness! Oh, I mean, I know. Hey, look, I tell you it, what, anything's though, possible. Don't sleep on Tom Pavlansky's Bulldogs. They have exactly every week since you and I saw them in early August against Canfield in the scrimmage. Uh, we had them against Howell in the first game of the year. They dropped a nail biter, and I mean, they continue to get better, and that's what you want. And it's it's no surprising. It's no surprise that you look up week eight and the two Pavlansky brothers have their teams geared up for not just a playoff appearance, but a deep playoff run. I don't want to get on Canfield because you know I'm going to be biased. I think they can we'll win state. We'll talk a little bit about it. Um, we'll get one. This region That's, is it's a great region. And don't forget about Beaver Local at nine and Salem at ten. You know they're on the outside looking in. But some wins here and there, and some losses by their teams, and we it's, can it have, has, and they have six or seven. They have a chance. Oh yeah, uh, we're definitely going to get four for sure, if not more. And One, two, I, three, I really four, love five. Right now, I'm thinking five. six. Yeah, I yeah. think we could get five, yeah. maybe yeah. six, and and we'll have to wait and see how it all runs out. But there at fourteen, at four and four, they're probably done. Um, and if they could have won out, if they could have. Grab some wins that were close defeats. I mean, holy mackerel! But that is going to be just Look, a really fun region to watch the rest of the year. Beaver Local is going to need some help. They, yep. uh, they have uh, Martin's Ferry and Glen Oak from West Virginia the rest of yeah. the season. Uh, you know, obviously Martin Ferry will give them some some level two points. Glen Oak, uh, hopefully they'll win this week and have their third win of the year. And if they can defeat them, that will help them. But I honestly think it's it's a long shot. They're definitely yeah. They don't have the uh, they're not they're not mathematically out yet. So they they definitely have a shot. And and same with Salem, they have an opportunity. They need some things to happen their way. They're on Joe Idol's bubble. If yeah. you listen to Joe Lenardi, they're on the bubble. No, there's there's no question about it. And this week is going to shake that all out. Yep. And we're going to see that because uh, you know Struthers uh, is playing good football. Uh, Cardinal Moody probably with two wins going uh, the rest of the season. Uh, we'll finish six and four if they do, and they should move up in the uh, standings. You know, it'll be really interesting to see how Moody's at nine. This all nine, shakes nine, down. Five, nine. You could see Moody get the, uh, six that. or seven. Yeah, uh, the Superville Mooney matchup may not happen in round one. It may, <laughs> oh, but uh, it happen in round two or three if they both uh, 
if you're Stuvo, you don't want that matchup first round. I tell you that much right now. No, that team is no, rolling. Mooney you is don't. rolling. Yeah. Look, I think Mooney's the team to watch in that region uh, because they're set up perfectly to, to make a run uh, late in the year, and they have the experience and coaching staff, and they've done it before. So they're kind of, you know, to use a, a baseball analogy, they're the Yankees. So you don't want them in the playoffs if no. you don't have to have them. Nope. No, you don't. And that's why I feel right. like uh, Division Three, Region Nine. If you're a Canfield fan, you, you don't want St. B's in your uh, in the playoffs right now. And right, right. now, and they're, they're at nine. They're at St. nine. St. B's and... is on the outside looking in, but a win over Ursuline and a, you know, it's right hey, now look, you do you not know want them. Kenston, Kenston traditionally is a very tough team to play. Uh, you yeah, you know, look, it's going to be really, so it's going to be interesting to see how they take out. But Canfield's a solid number one. They control their own destiny. After this week, they probably will lock up that number one seed in yep. that region. After football, and there's no question about it. Uh, I think they're in great in great position to make a run this year. And we'll and have I'll to wait be to uh, following them in the playoffs if we when our schedule is over. I'll be well. We may have them. You never know. It's possible. I would love to have them. It's possible. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I think we'll just say it is a potential. Any team that makes the playoffs gives us the potential to cover them, and uh, we'll just wait and see how that that all shakes down. And that includes Cardinal Mooney. That includes Poland, and that includes uh, any of the uh, Mahoney County teams. I think it's potential there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying I can see us. Uh, taking that opportunity if that's what's available. And we'll just have to wait and see how it all shakes out. Uh, the My Bourbon Spartans come in uh, after that big win against Ursuline last Thursday night. Yeah. They're number five in the region. And, you know, they have that big game, you know, coming up against uh, Austin Town this week. This is a do or die for them. Uh, they, they got Lakeside, who's going to help them get some points because Lakeside has four wins already. They'll probably win this week. And, in the process, you know, they're going to be a team who uh, can help the uh, the Spartans make the playoffs if they can win out. But this week here, and it is never easy for Borman against Austintown. It is at, it is at Borman. So uh, there's a little plus. They, they get to play in front of their home fans in their home stadium, the new beautiful stadium over there on Market yep. Street, or behind Market Street, I should say, and uh, on Glenwood Avenue. So it should be a great run for the Spartans. We'll see how they do. Uh, Austin Town Fish, they beat them. That's Division One points, yep. level one points, and all their Division One level points that they've accumulated in their schedule. So it's going to be a huge game for the Spartans. If they can pull off the win this, uh, this Friday night, it will be their ticket into the playoffs. Otherwise, they're going to be I right think- there looking right there. They're going to fall down in the standings, and it's going to come a very important week 10. If you're and, Boardman, and how everything checks out. If you're Boardman, with the region you're in, with all the Columbus schools, basically, you want to be a top four seed, meaning you're guaranteed one home game in the first round. You, I know it. You just want to get in the playoffs, but if you're Boardman – and you can save yourself a couple-hour trip in the first round of the playoffs, that's huge. Um, you know, they and they got a chance to do it. If they beat Fitch, I think they lock up a top-four seed. 
I I don't the I don't crunch the math. Uh, I don't know how to crunch the math. I'm gonna let let Joe Idol do that. But I think if Borman can beat Fitch, I think they're they got themselves a top four seed locked up. Well, here's the one that matters to me, and just because. I want to see them make the playoffs because they have the most exciting player in the area, and that is the Liberty Leopards. Yep. They are at number 14 in Division Six. Yep. And it will be interesting to see how this all shakes down. Talking about what you said on uh, Joe Etel's uh, site, their max average will be, I believe, 11.8, and their minimum average will be 9. Uh, 11.8 would get them in the playoffs most likely. It will be right on the knocking on the door. Uh, it's going to be close. It may if not get them, there, out, it may get them there. If Liberty wins out, their max average is 17.55. Oh, that's right. I'm looking at the wrong column. You're right. Yes. If and they, that would be – and then that, that would do it. Them, if they can oh, get yeah. that high, they, that should do it. But we'll wait and see. That's maxed out. So that means that everything goes in their favor. The teams they've won against – uh, win games and stuff like yep. that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, they're going to need to win. They, have, they, have Dre, they got Dre Rustin, who is without ex, without question the, the one of the most exciting players in the Valley. And I I'm really looking forward to it. Player in the Valley. Him and the I, kid, I'm not going to disagree with that. Kid and um, Adams from Struthers. Nick what, Adams proved What a player. I mean, my goodness. If you want to talk about a guy that can play running back, slot back, hybrid, cornerback, safety, kick returner, punt returner, this kid does it all. And he can put his foot in the ground and go. And he's not just a finesse feedback. He's a power back too. And if uh, – he was fun to watch. Oh, he, he doesn't, is. He's not in the position of quarterback like Rushton in high school. It, if you have a dynamic quarterback, chances are you're going to be pretty dang good. And Rushton has the ability to take over any game. And we've seen that this year. I, I mean, he is a special player. Coach Pelini, bring him home. Keep him home. Keep this kid home. He has Division One right. talent. Oh, there's I mean, a question. He has. Look, with that type of speed, talent. with that type of speed and that ability to run, uh, there's going to be many schools knocking on the door talking about him. And let me say him. this about him, too. He's a great levels. athlete physically, and he has a lot of physical gifts. And he might be a better defensive back than he is quarterback. But the pride and the passion and just the love for football that this kid has is truly, really fun to watch. He was a treat to watch against LeBray, and next week he's going to be a treat to watch against Gerard. That is going to be the uh, – if it weren't Canfield Poland week, I would say it's the best game around. But uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, it's it's going to be fun. There's no question about it. Hey, this week's game, the Battle of the Blue, De yep. uh, Blue Devils, is going to be huge. As Western Reserve has the number five spot right now, and McDonald has the number 10 spot. So a lot of points available today for the winner yep. of that game uh, on Friday night. It's going to be a great game. Uh, Matt and I will have the call along with Anthony helping us out. Uh, we will have kickoff at 7 and pregame at 6.30 on Z104. And you can catch it on the internet at oldiesz104.com. Oldiesz104.com. And you'll uh, get a hold of that. So we're looking forward to all of that. I think 
we this have is be a fun week. this is the time of the year if you're a high school football fan if you're a football fan in general this you know yep uh there's some things going on and you know we have a lot of people download this uh podcast from different parts of the country and also from uh you know different areas in north america and if you're not familiar with ohio football this is something you want to check out yep and i welcome you and you can find me on Twitter at, at Tim Consonenza, or you can even find us at the real radio MVP on Twitter. Uh, yep. I changed the handle. I thought that sounded a little bit better for people yep. to remember instead of uh, pod at MVP uh, yep. uh, pod. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I says, you know what? Let me, let me change that. Uh, the, the real seems to be a thing. Uh, so uh, there's somebody else with radio MVP. So we're the real MVP on Twitter and uh, take a moment, follow us. You'll get more information about the podcast Download and each and every us. week. Download and review on iTunes. Yes. Yes. And, and we're going to try to, I'm going to try to see if we can make right that now. even easier. There may be a way to link that to our website. I'm not sure exactly how. Huge. And we will try that. And of course, our website is radiomvp.com. Go there. You can download all our You can listen to us on there. the go. Exactly. On the go, continually streaming. On iTunes, I did it at work. I got bored one night yes, at work, and I did it at work with my boss's permission. So I don't want her to think that I'm doing it without permission. <laughs> she actually brought it up first. So thank you. Um, no. Oh, you thank her. Please, I, next time I see her, I will thank us. her myself. Please rate and review us. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, I mean, we're 21 episodes in, and we're just getting rolling. And thanks to our loyal uh, followers i hear back from a couple of them each week and uh we greatly appreciate that um and hopefully you check us out this friday night uh tim and matt are good on the call and if you you don't even have to know anything about these two teams it's going to be a fun game exciting game uh we got blessed with a lot of exciting games this year um so it should be good should be good one other team quickly to talk about in high school football the uh, Division Seven Region Twenty Five yep. is uh, the Kennedy Eagles are still available or, or viable, I should say. I know they're down on quarterbacks. Uh, it's going to be a rough run for them. However, they got Villa Angela St. Joe's this week, and then St. Aquinas Thomas Aquinas uh, the following week. Uh, if they win out, they're going to be in. I think if they win this week, they have a great chance to be in. in. Hopefully, they'll make it, and uh, that's the team to take a look at the smallest. Uh, class of high school football this year in division seven is jfk i think kennedy is going to have a opportunity to make a run and defend their state title it's not going to be the same team as last year everyone already knows that this year however uh, the playoffs they're kind of like mooney you just don't want to face them you don't want to face. yep a team that comes in with playoff experience and momentum from what should be a two-game win streak you don't you don't want to play them. I know it's a similar what Ursuline had a couple years ago. They limped in at four, at five and five, four and six, and they wound up in the regional title game. So it, if you get in, your slate is zero and zero, and it's all about matchups. And if you can get some favorable matchups to go your way and get some momentum, look out. Because after week one in the playoffs, it's a neutral slate. So you don't have to deal with the home field advantage. Exactly. Only one week, and that's the first week yep. of the playoffs. And you know, and real right quickly, in Division One, in Division One is going to be very difficult 
But Austin Town Fish still has a path. Uh, they have to win against Borman. They have to get, win against Mooney. They got to beat Borman this week, and they got to beat Mooney next week. And the first seven teams above them in Division One, Region One, control their own destiny. The yep. top four have clinched a playoff spot. So Euclid, uh, Stowe, Monroe Falls, Jackson, uh, Maslin, Jackson, Maslin Perry, and Sol- uh, Solon all have opportunities to get there. And Austin Outfish comes in at number ten. So yeah, they can get there. It's going to be tough. They're going to need Euclid, Jackson, and Perry to uh, maybe, and and Solon all to uh, have a tough last two weeks of the season. And uh, the the Falcons have to 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 uh, win out. And by the way, I want to thank uh, the, the, take this moment and thank uh, Ray Reinstorf for the highlights on our scoreboard show from the Erie McDowell Austin Town Fitch uh, matchup last week. It was great to have. Matter of fact, I'm going to. Send an email out to uh, to Ray this week and say if you have highlights from Ear McDowell the rest of the year, we'll uh, we'll take them on yep. the uh, scoreboard show because he does a great job. I hope you had a chance to uh, hear it. If you haven't, download it. We had three games we featured last week on the scoreboard show. Uh, the two games we did with Matt and I on Thursday and Friday, and then we had that one from uh, Western Pennsylvania, from District Ten, uh, when I was over in that area covering sports. Uh, it was great to uh, work with uh, with Ray and uh, everybody over at the LA Game Sports uh, Network and uh, Forever Broadcasting. And same with uh, the PIL. Uh, I've been over there, and uh, I'm going to try to reach out this to uh, to Lee, my former partner over there, in the next week or two, and and get some information about their playoffs and what what's going on over there and do another uh, interview like we did this week with uh, Ray, with uh, with Steve. Uh, we'll try to get Lee on next week to do the same, to get information over there because uh, they do such a great job. And uh, msasports.net, if you're a Western Pennsylvania fan, that's where you want to check in for, for uh, the WPIL action. They have it all the information, and you can hear all the games over there. So uh, do that and – uh, WCVW or something like that. I forget. I, I apologize, Ray. But if you go to McDowellFootball.org, stream two, and they'll have all the games for Erie McDowell. So you want to check that out. Speaking, uh, too. Of, speaking of Division One, Region One, and Fitch and what they have to do to get into that, I'm looking. I'm looking at the standings, but I don't check them out often. How about San Ignatius today? is seven to one to finish the year now st ignatius is leading st ed's for the top spot by less than a point to finish the season ignatius has to play eight and oh st eight and Cincinnati st xavier and eight and oh lakewood st ed's i mean good luck guys how about that and uh, not to mention they played seven and one Hoban, seven and one Manor, seven and one Euclid, five and one, five and three outer, four. And, I mean, goodness gracious, a lot. Yeah, the only team. I mean, they had two teams they would say are not traditional on their schedule. Uh, they it's had a uh, football north country from day. Our, Yeah, well, short Catholic, you know, obviously who's yep. a a traveling they team. Power. Right, and they had the team from Ontario and, and football north, mm-hmm. and you know what can you say? They had Glenn, you know. But look, 
I remember the days when Borman used to play them every year. I miss those days. I do too. Uh, I, I used to go to those games. That was when, you know, I understand that Borman only won a few of those games, but it was a great challenge. And uh, there was nothing more. It was a nice rivalry to have in Northeast Ohio that was outside the Steel Valley at the time. Uh, they played for about 10 year, straight years. And I think uh, Borman won only two or three of those games during that, that stretch. But I'll tell you what, they were competitive games at times. Some of them went right down to the wire. Yeah. Some a of them were blowouts. Yep. But you know what? The bottom line is you play the best because you want to win against the best and make your team more successful. I hope uh, teams like uh, Boardman and Austintown Fitch and others reach out to them. I know it's a difficult schedule, and you want home games because that's where money is made, and I get it. And I'm not here to tell them how to schedule. I'm just going to say as a fan, I miss those games. Yep. And obviously now that I've been broadcasting games over these last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, I'm not available to go to those games anymore, but there's many people I talk to every year still talk about, do you remember when Borman played Ignatius every year? Do you remember yep. when, when, uh, you know, Speaking they, of, uh... and that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about competition. It's about making memories and it's about winning football games. And there's nothing more exciting than when you get a, a huge win. I don't care what school you are Speaking or what of, level uh, you are. That's all that matters. The more that I look at these standings, and I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't really have any affiliation to Division One, Region One. But you talk about the Holy War being this week in Youngstown, and Ursula Mooney is huge. But the St. Ed's Ignatius game, I tell you what, Tim. It's I'm the Holy War in Cleveland. This. It's the Holy, it's War, the Holy in War in Cleveland. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, 8-0 St. Ed's. Hopefully St. Ed's is not, you know, I don't want to upset any um, Archbishop Muller fans that might be listening to us. But I'm pulling for Ed's this week to come 9-0. And I hope Ignatius comes in 8-1. and And I tell you what, YSU is a 2 o'clock kickoff next Saturday. I might have to make the drive up to Cleveland for the Cleveland Holy War at 7 o'clock. I, I might have to do it. It's just something like you feel like you got to do You know what? Yeah, you know what? And it's, it's unfortunate about this right now because some may know this most probably. I imagine most know it, but some may not. Uh, the Ohio High School Athletic Association this year decided to go to all playoff games on Fridays. So there are no Saturday games this year. And they used to split the schedule 50-50 on Saturdays and Fridays and Saturdays. They're going 100% on Friday nights this year for the playoffs. So that's going to make it rougher to go to games, in my opinion. Uh, Very rough. You know, those who are huge high school football fans would go to both games on Fridays and Saturdays. They try to pick one game out. They may even travel to go to a game on Saturday night if the local games, you know, was uh, over, you know, on Friday, they say, let's just, you know, hypothetically say Gerard was playing in the playoffs on Friday. They go to that one. Yep. And then Saturday they would travel to see uh, Canton McKinley or St. Nations, one of the bigger schools play. And now, unfortunately, that, that option is gone. And I think uh, the high school football fanatic who enjoys going to as many playoff games as they can is going to miss that fact and miss that uh, opportunity this year. I think the short-sightedness on the yep. Athletic Association and High School Athletic Association, I know they said the attendance was down on Saturday and they blamed a lot of it because of the the growth of college football into prime time in the last 10 years. 
I get it. I mean, uh, I think they're. Can I, say I think in the end, I think in the end, this is a a bad decision, and I hope next year they go back to having uh, Fridays and Saturday playoff games. Speaking of Saturday playoff games, I love my Irish. Saturdays in the fall are Penguins and Irish and Buckeyes for me. A couple years ago, Notre Dame played USC. That game was not on in this household on a Saturday afternoon. We watched the high school football state championship because Ursula was playing in it. Yeah. Now, granted, Notre Dame was awful. They didn't cross midfield till late in the fourth quarter. Um, but we had on the Ursuline game. And there has been plenty of Saturdays where my dad ha- and I have gone to see Ursuline on a Saturday night. Um, and on a Friday night, gone to Canfield or gone to Boardman. Um, hopefully it changes. I understand why for why the coaches want it. You keep your team in a rhythm and routine of playing on a Friday. Um, but Life. I feel bad for Ignatius. Yeah. But you got to play Saturday in the biggest game of your season and then turn around Friday and play in the playoffs. I, I mean, when Eds and Ignatius are all season long are playing Saturday games because of the schedule and the teams they got to play. Well, yeah. But you I, know, I don't want to – My whole point My whole point is my whole point is Friday – having all seven divisions play on a Friday night is not You're going to lose a lot of sight. You're gonna well more than that. My opinion is it's a way to lose a lot of extra fans that love to watch a lot as much of money football you're as they out on too. And well, again, we'll wait and see. Maybe they know more than I. Yeah. My my humble opinion, my humble opinion is it's not going to work, and they're a bit better off moving on. But look, the championship game or week will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That is stupid uh, to so me. Again, that's because you have seven divisions now instead yep. of six. Uh, I think there's ways around that too, but. You know, I don't make those decisions. I'll let them make them, and I'll and I'll critique them, and that and that's what we're best at. We'll let them make the decisions, and we'll critique them, and hopefully, yep. get. But maybe we'll uh, put out a a Twitter poll uh, come next week about uh, do you wish uh, high school football had games on on Saturday? And just Here's see what type of response we get. Facebook, comment us, or tweet us, or write us on our website. Who you fans think the greatest rivalry is in the area? Yeah, all comments are available on on our website, on Facebook, uh, Facebook Radio MVP. Uh, just uh, time, so go I'd go right ahead. Matter of fact, you guys matter of fact, we'll, we'll we'll put that up there. We'll uh, I'll let you do it, Anthony. Just get yep. onto the website and and put it on there and just see yep. if we can get some people to uh, respond to that. And let me le- also let everybody know. Uh, you could co- go to RadioMVP.com on any given uh, podcast. You're available there to make comments on it. If you choose to, you know, let us know what you're thinking, and we'll we'll comment back, or we'll talk about it on the next podcast. We uh, and and of course, uh, I want to, as we reiterated earlier, if you go if you get this through iTunes, please go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, uh, one or two-sentence review is perfect. You don't have to do a whole paragraph. If you want to, go right ahead. Uh, rating will work, uh, obviously. Uh, we love the five stars because it, it helps us the most. But uh, more ratings we get, the faster we can grow this podcast to get more people and uh, future possible sponsors uh, on the podcast because uh, it would uh, help us tremendously in our pursuit of growing this podcast uh, one last thing I want to talk about, Anthony, real quick. I know we blew over the NFL real quick. Uh, the Browns are back with Kessler this week. They're going to go with 
uh, excuse me, there, Kaiser this week. Kessler is the backup, and uh, Hogan, who last started last week, now will be the third string quarterback. Uh, in fantasy football, when you go to drafts, there's this theory that's been put out the last about five, five plus years. It's called zero running back, meaning you don't draft your running back to later in a draft. Uh, you go maybe three or four, five, five rounds before you get the running backs because they're devalued and you don't need them. Uh, you don't have to waste a high pick on them. And you can find, especially in a PPR league. Well, I felt like the Browns had gone to that, that same theory at quarterback, the zero quarterback theory, because they don't have one. Don't. Nope. Uh, they have they have a rookie who's raw in Kaiser, who's most honestly just not ready for the the onslaught that he's get, been put into. Same with Hogan, who started only one game last year, got a first start, and now he's the third string. And Kessler doesn't have the arm. He may have more of the the insights to the the playbook than the others, but I'm not convinced that he can win games in the NFL either. And, you know, I talked about this in June. I talked about it in July. I talked about it in August during the uh, preseason. Without depth, you're, you're, you're absolutely killing yourselves. And, you know, the pop the, the – the front office of the Cleveland Browns have has fumbled this completely over the last couple of years. There's a reason why you're 121, and it's tough to be 121 and 21 in the NFL. And uh, I think, you know, anybody with a common sense analytics don't in baseball. Work. If you well, I I won't, I won't go that far. I'll go this far. Understanding talent matters. You're going to win in the NFL without experience. And they're yep. the youngest football team in, in in the NFL, and that's the reason one of the reasons why they're losing. Yep, they have a head coach who uh, is looking for solutions when he doesn't have enough talent to, yep. to to work with it. They let go of players who could have helped them this year. I'm not saying win games, but be more competitive. Would Brock Osweiler Osweiler done a better job than what you had the first six weeks of the season and not uh, beat up your your rookie quarterback? Yes. Yep. Would a Kaepernick come in and have done, yeah. had more success? The answer is yes. Did you have more success last year when you had even a retread as RG3 and and McCown at quarterback? The answer is yes. The reason is they had experience. And you had you a worse had offensive line last, last year. year than, yeah. And you had a, even a worse offensive line last year than you do this year. So, you know, I look at it as it's up to the Cleveland Browns to that they have to bring somebody in with some experience. For the rest of the season, it doesn't matter if he plays right away or not. If it takes, if they bring him in now, you know they got their bye week coming up here soon. They can work that person into the line within two weeks, if not bye week in the NFL. And right now, you know the what? I understand. I understand the pol- pol- politics behind certain players not being in there, but I'll, I'll be damned if you want to let your your fans be. Uh, just suffer like this when there's a quarterback out there who can help you tomorrow. Look, they have to do it. They're absolutely insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. And they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. And it's time for them to, to accept the, the, the hole they're in and say, hey, I need somebody. When you need a pitcher in baseball, you go out and find somebody. You need a point guard in basketball, you go out and find somebody. The bottom line is the, the Browns need to go out and find somebody. And that, you know, right now the best player available, I know he's 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 a storm, but you know what? Your team sucks. <laughs> your team sucks. You, you're you're 
not to bring him in, bring in Kaepernick, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, right now to help this team win, you're an absolute moron. You have to do it. On on a football level, it's absolutely insanity not to. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep losing. And that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again expecting work. different results. Yep. It's not going to happen. Our friends and, in the desert right now have the bye week, the fighting byes, as a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Browns. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All Enough right. said. No, I'm going to get off my horse. I'm going to get off my horse. Boy, and, NFL and I, 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 I've talked about it all summer. I talked about it all summer. I talked about it going into September. And it's the same problem they've had all year long. And it's not going to change. But, you Thank know. God basketball started, huh? God, oh, my. Uh, and that's all I got to say. You know what? It makes me sick that I have to actually pay attention to the NBA in October. It absolutely makes me sick. And uh, thank God for high school football. Thank God for college football. You know, even though my India's yeah. lost, I, yeah. I, there's baseball right now. And, you know, anything that – hell, I can watch chess before I watch the Cleveland Browns right now. You know, I'll watch cricket Bobble before I watch – agrees. Browns. Right now, Bobblehead Bo agrees. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'll get my, my, my Bobblehead Pete and Penny out next week for you. Next Tuesday, since Tim's on his soapbox, he doesn't want to watch the NFL right now because – my team just lost to the hapless, receiverless practice squad Giants. Tim's they got is, two guys off the goddamn practice squad and beat you, and the Cleveland Browns can't find a one damn quarterback who can throw a ball to one of those guys. Hey, all Jesus I gotta, Christ, what's wrong with this world? All I got to say is next Tuesday night at Beagley Center at 7 o'clock, Jared Calhoun's team will make its season debut against Teal in a charity game that helps uh, the hurricane and uh, wildfire victims. So if you're like Tim and I, who are who's sick of the NFL already and your season's basically shot to shit after five weeks, then how about you go down down to Beagley and check out a, uh, a team that's that actually pretty damn good idea. And how that about sounds this like a pretty good evening. How about this? I'm going to go on my soapbox now. I know the preseason polls don't mean a damn thing. And I don't pay attention, but I heard when I was going down to the YSU debacle on Saturday that ruined my Saturday night. Boy, I'm not over that yet. Um, that our women's basketball team, with everybody healthy, with three all-conference players, is picked to finish eighth. Who, who in the right damn mind thinks that's an eighth best team in the conference? Are you drunk? Well, you know, those who cover conferences are biased usually. Good they go on last year's record and what happened last season versus last what record, they're you got I agree with you. Three all conference girls out. Those people should look on the internet and see that. That, that program's going to be fine. That program's going to be fine. And uh, we're going to get more into the basketball season as it arrives. And uh, I'm glad to hear Tuesday about Bigley Center Tuesday night. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Admissions and only $5 as the YSU men play teal in an exhibition game for our charity um listen i know it's an exhibition it was the first game call the, was the first call i ever broadcast teal yeah i gotta go back oh yeah that was uh about 94 <laughs> 94's a pretty good year for yeah it was a while back maybe it was about 95 i can't remember it was a long time ago that's all i know <laughs> that's all but I know. uh 
<laughs> hey, look, Anthony, it's been great. Let's have yeah, fun. And, uh, again, once yeah, it has been hell lately. But high school football's coming. High school football's thank coming God. on Friday. Thank, thank God. God for thank God for the high school thank football God. season. Bobblehead told me he's ready for next year. Exactly. There you Stop go. There I love it. Away. There you go. I can't wait. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But oh more than, more importantly, no. the battle of the night through my heart. <laughs> the battle of the that was Friday night, seven o'clock at McDonough High School. It's gonna be a tremendous game. C one oh four, don't wanna miss it. All right, for oh, Anthony Canfield, I'm Tim and Boardman. Have a great night, everybody. 